Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Berenson's article, The Concrete Masterpiece. Three dangling participles, two split infinitives, and nine spelling errors in the first sentence alone. Some of those are intentional. <laughs> the Kremen story, revisions to a manifesto. We asked for 2,500 words, and she came in at 14,000, plus footnotes, endnotes, a glossary, and two epilogues. It's one of her best. Sazerac. Impossible to fact check. He changes all the names and only writes about hobos, pimps, and junkies. These are his people. How about Roebuck Wright? His door's locked, but I could hear the keys clacking. Don't rush him. The question is, who gets killed? There's one piece too many, even if we print another double issue, which we can't afford under any circumstances. A message from the foreman. One hour to press. You're fired. Apparently, the films of Wes Anderson are an acquired taste. I say apparently because I acquired it so long ago and so easily that it took no effort at all. The Life Aquatic with Steve Zizou from 2004, featuring the habitually deadpan Bill Murray as an undersea explorer and documentary maker, is one of my favourite films for grown-ups. His adaptation of Roald Dahl's Fantastic Mr Fox, using stop-motion animation, is one of my favourite films for children. And the Grand Budapest Hotel, a star-studded celebration of an entirely imaginary Central European country, is one of my favourite films for the whole family. All of them bear repeated viewings, thanks to the dense scripts full of puns and dry wordplay, and the obsessive production design and mise-en-scene, revealing layers of visual jokes and references. You have to use your brain a bit, because Anderson assumes you'll be able to keep up, but I don't mind being given a bit of credit or having to do a tiny little bit of work. His latest film, The French Dispatch, was actually complete at the beginning of 2020, pre-pandemic, and was slated to play at the Cannes Film Festival that year. We've had to wait until now for it, and in my opinion, the wait has absolutely been worthwhile. It's full of laughs, but also shows that Anderson has a growing command of pathos, which just makes the film as a whole all the more delicious. I want to say it as simple as I can, to try to shape it into words, the feelings in my heart. I don't love you. What? I don't love you. Already? Already what? Already? How do you know that? How can you be sure so quick? I'm sure. Ouch. That hurts me. The cruelty of it. The cold-bloodedness. You said what you wanted to say. I tried to stop you. That's it. The French Dispatch is an anthology of four short thematically linked films plus a framing device. 
In the film, The French Dispatch is a 1960s-era literary magazine produced in France for the American market, specifically the Liberty, Kansas Evening Sun. It started out as an attempt to explain Europe to untravelled Midwesterners, but under the ownership and editorship of proprietor Arthur Howitzer Jr., played by Bill Murray once again, it has thrived as a publication where the finest writers are given quite staggering amounts of latitude. Not just based on, but clearly in deep thrall to, The New Yorker, The French Dispatch uses many of the real characters from that era of heavily researched and personally committed journalism as a founding base for its fiction. Students of the period will know many of the characters being referenced, but they might need some help with others. It matters not. What really matters is, as they say, the vibe. It feels like the actual 60s, you know, all the tumult, the revolution, the artistic ambition, has been merged at an almost genetic level with a film by Jacques Tati. The framing device is the sudden death of Howitzer Jr. and his final wish that the presses on the dispatch never roll again. Each of the short films introduces us to a different correspondent, looking back on the stories that made them famous. Tilda Swinton regales a conference audience with the concrete masterpiece, her story about the gifted prison artist Moses Rosenthaler, played by Benicio del Toro and his muse, a beautiful guard, played by Leia Seydoux. Rosenthaler's work makes him famous, but his stifled relationship blocks his creativity. Despite the attention of art dealers and investors, including Adrian Brody and Henry the Fonz Winkler, Herb Sazerac, played with typical insouciance by Owen Wilson, cycles through the dispatcher's home city of Ennui-sur-Blasé, providing keen observations on European history. Jeffrey Wright plays the food writer Roebuck Wright in a 1970s television interview with Liev Schreiber, talking about how his triumphant dispatch story, The Private Dining Room of the Police Commissioner, came about after he started writing about a particular kind of cuisine tailored for the taste buds of on-duty police officers, but instead stumbled across a kidnapping and organised crime plot. And the legend that is Frances McDormand is Lucinda Crements, who fails to meet journalistic standards of objectivity when she gets involved with a young revolutionary, played by Timothy Chalamet, and agrees to rewrite his manifesto and encourage his love life. Please turn away, I feel shy about my new muscles. Go tell your parents you're home. They're worried. I'm expected back on the barricades. I didn't see any barricades. Well, we're still constructing them. Uh-huh. What are you writing? Our manifesto. I told them not to invite Paul, by the way. Maybe you're sad, but you don't seem lonely to me. Exactly. I saw you at the protest on top of a bookcase taking notes. Is there a story in us? For the people of Kansas? Maybe. Then you should study our resolutions. Or anyway, will you proofread it? My parents think you're a good writer. Give it to me. It's a little damp. Physically or metaphorically? Both, based on the cover and the first four sentences. Don't criticize my manifesto. Oh, you don't want remarks? I don't need remarks, do I? I only asked you to proofread it because I thought you'd be even more impressed by how good it already is. 
Let's start with the typos. The French dispatch starts at a dizzying pace, and the laughs flow freely along with our admiration for the work of production designer Adam Stockhausen and cinematographer Robert Yeoman. But the frenetic pace does ease off at times and lets the marvellous cast play with each other and Anderson's words. There are so many cameos from great actors in this picture, many not mentioned on the poster, that a second viewing is required just to pick all of them out. And then a third, at home probably, to pause and savour all the delightful bon mots. This is one I would want to own, if such a thing was still possible. Lieutenant Nescafier. He is fanatically celebrated among cooks, cops, and capitans, not to mention squealers, stoolies, and snitches, as the great exemplar of police cooking. It came to be known as the Night of a Thousand Slugs. There was supposed to be an article about a great chef. It is in part. French Dispatch is rated M for offensive language, nudity, drug use and sexual references and it's screening in cinemas that have great taste now. Do you love anime, gaming, movies and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week, you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies... I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show is absolutely incredible. Or anime. And under this mask is another mask. (laughs) You can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday wherever you get your podcasts and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel.